Hello and welcome to the Soundstage Audiophile Podcast. In this second season of the show, host Jordan Guth is joined by a new guest each episode who knows something about hi-fi that Jordan doesn't. And who knows, while he's learning about all of this, you might learn something too. So with no further ado, here's Jordan and this week's guest. Hello and welcome to the Soundstage Audiophile Podcast. Today we have Etienne Gauthier and Dominic Poupart with us. Etienne is the Chief Commercial Officer, and Dominic is the Product Director at Sim Audio. Welcome, gentlemen. Hey, Jordan. Hey. So today, um, there's something in particular that I really want to talk about, which is the Sim Audio North Collection uh, and the story behind how these products kind of came to be. Um, but before we jump into all of that, I guess for the 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 listeners, it'd be really interesting to hear a little bit about how both of you uh, kind of came to love hi-fi audio or audio in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so whichever one wants to go first, <laughs> what's that little story? Like, how did you guys get to essentially where you are today? Uh, maybe I'm going to start. So um, Etienne Gauthier, so uh, as you said, I'm the chief commercial officer at Sim Audio. Uh, so I've been with the company for 12 years now. Uh, and I'm actually, you know, a great music listener since I'm I'm a kid, basically. I started playing drums when I was eight, something like that. So then played music all along the way. And uh, finally, um, when I moved from France to Canada in 2007, uh, was looking for a job and wanted something that is linked to one of my biggest passion in life, which is music. And uh, I had a hi-fi shop close to where I lived. So I pushed the door looking for a job and they hired me. So I started my journey in the hi-fi industry like this, pushing a door uh, just with passion. And I stayed uh, in this store for three years and we were already a moon retailer uh, at the time and uh, quite a successful one. And uh, finally, after those three years, uh, you know, I really wanted to join that great project that was Simodio already. So then I pushed another door, uh, contacting Jean, uh, which was the owner at the time, and saying that, you know what, I really would like to work for you. And uh, that selling those amazing products that are Moon products. And he said, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, yeah, 12 years uh, ago and I started inside sales and I grew up with the company, always driven by passion and pleasure of selling those amazing products that uh, that we built. It just goes to show how like one perseverance and just guts to go out and do something is is really what it takes to get going. Yeah, there, there's something else. And this is kind of an aside. The amount of people that are in hi-fi that I've spoken to that play the drums is actually outstanding. Uh, <laughs> like, like uh, people from Monitor Audio, uh, the the Michaels from Monitor Audio, and a whole bunch of other people all play the drums. It's it just seems to be this like a very staple instrument. Anyways, that's just an aside. Uh, yeah. Very cool. <laughs> Thank you, um, Dominic. How did how did you get in to uh, to hi-fi into audio? Well, uh, I don't know where to start. Um, it may sound cheesy, but uh, as a young kid, you know, sometimes uh, young kids draw houses or draw people. Yeah, I used to draw loudspeakers and sound systems. And um, 
with homes and cars as well. But mostly I, I was having fun drawing again um, sound systems. Uh, when I was going in some other places, the first thing I was looking, let's say I would go to my uncle home. First thing I would go is look at their sound system in their in their living room. I don't know. It always fascinated me from the youngest age. So uh, this is as far as I can go. But then I, I, I kept on dreaming on these things. And I think one of the uh, next elements that make a big difference in my life with regards to audio was I went to the Montreal iFi show. Uh, it must have been very early 90s. Uh, most probably 1990 or maybe even in the 89, but I, I don't recall. And then I discovered all these uh, iFi systems that were, you know, premium, much better than everything I had had the opportunity to see and listen to before. And then it was kind of like of a shock and I decided, hey, this is the nicest thing in life. They, they are having the best uh, system to listen to the music, you know. So... Almost right there, I've decided that I was going to go and make something uh, with uh, in line with this. And so uh, I think these are the two things at the earliest uh, time that got me into audio. But uh, after that, I, uh, I I read pretty much any ma every magazines that, that there were available. And I went to university and got an electronic degree in engineering. And finally ended up at Sim Audio. But before getting to Sim Audio, I, I worked summertimes um, for a few years at Classe Audio as well as a student level. And uh, I also written for Audio magazines. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes, I did. Uh, for a, a defunct magazine called um, uh, Son Hi-Fi, which was a French uh, magazine from Quebec. And uh, after that, for Quebec Audio, which now is uh, has changed name to TED for um, another uh, Quebec magazine. But uh, yes, so I had the opportunity to put my nose in so many sound systems and and, and components uh, even before working for Sim Audio. But uh, anyway, so after graduating, I uh, well while I was still at the university, you know, in the when you're doing your degree, you have a work oh, wow. to do. Yes. Yeah. And uh, so I had proposed uh, to Jean at Simodio, uh, the same owner of Simodio as uh, Etienne talked about earlier. And he gave me the opportunity. And so I started uh, part-time while I was still at the university to do some projects with Simodio. And I've never left the company uh, since then. And it's now 24, 23 years. Uh, yeah. I think so, on that point, when we were there last time, you were saying that there is uh, maybe one or two other people that were with the company for the same amount of time or longer. Yeah. Uh, well, there's uh, Thierry, which is our now our president, CEO. Yeah. But even him, he was back and forth at some period of his life okay. in the early years. Uh, Costa, which is very well known, is actually came after me, but just a few months later. So... So neck almost the same time. And we have Idzit um, uh, working in the assembly line. Okay, maybe that, that was the one that we were been working uh, for us since uh, a few months before me. So nearly 25 years now. So, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's quite That's a incredible. journey. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's just, it's cool to see that um, 
essentially a company keeping people so long, it it really means that the vision and whatever you're doing there is important to people. Yes. And, uh, well, uh, not that I want to take the credit, but some of this vision comes from me in there. Yeah. What I mean by that is, uh, well, I first, um, when I finally got my degree, I started as an engineer uh, working, uh, developing product uh, for the company. And the company was much smaller back then. But then after a few years, I got promoted for the uh, engineering uh, team leader. Uh, and stayed like that for several years. And then at, in that role, I started doing what you, what is typically called as uh, product management, which means uh, not just develop the product, but think in advance, what do we want as a product? What feature should it have? And um, uh, what's the performance level do we want? What uh, What is the market for it? All these details. I was starting doing this already even before I got really the role because there was nobody actually doing this uh, at Simodio before. And then when the Jean, the previous owner, sold to the current owner, then they've created this this role as a product director. And it made sense to me because... While I was, you know, doing all these years at the R&D, I was uh, ripe for moving on to something else. But I'm still quite heavily involved in product design, but not the same way as I did before. For example, I do not draw the PCB anymore, but I guide the team on... How to do the... Yes, 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 exactly. And uh, the same for the mechanical aspect. And I define the product in its globality. So I have the ideas well i have exchanged with all the other people i'm not doing this all by myself but i mean i have the product in my mind and then i guide the full team uh towards the end result and this kind of leads perfectly into the the kind of main discussion here and what i was really curious to talk about which is bringing that perspective to something like the north collection so how does a project like the north collection like how does that get started is that Customer feedback and customer um, kind of requests for something a little bit different. Is that something that you have from a technical point of view that you really want to explore that you say, like, we have some like new ideas on on how technically we can do this? Like, where does the where does the seed of that idea come from to start the North Collection? Well, actually, it's a mix of many of these things that you've said. Also, we, we were ripe for a change in a sense that we've, we have been doing same type of product for over a decade. And we felt that the market was heading towards a more modern direction, but we wanted to achieve some technical aspect of it before moving into a new philosophy, which is uh, part of the new Nord Collection philosophy. The main difference, if I, if I switch to the Nord Collection, just so it makes sense, in the Nord Collection, the new philosophy is that we don't do product that does only one features anymore. We do product that accumulates several features. For example, we used to do a phono preamp a streaming DAG, a line-level preamp, power amp, you know, things like that. And in the 791, uh, that soundstage has uh, just recently reviewed, uh, it's a product that combines several features, such as phono preamp, preamp, streaming DAG, all combined together. And I believe it is for the first time 
a product that actually combines all those features, but has the performance level of, or actually better performance level than separate components that we did in the past. But we didn't want to move to this type of product before we reached the technical ability to make it not be a compromise. Interesting. Mm. And um, <clears throat> yeah, maybe Etienne can uh, chime in some more yeah. aspect of this. Uh, but <clears throat> for for me, the starting point uh, of the North collection was always the same as every previous product that we developed in the past, which is our passion for music. So you know, there was clearly a point that there will be no compromise in that sense of passion, performance, and transmission of emotion. Then, uh, because we, as Dominique mentioned, uh, we had like series of units for quite some time, uh, we were at the point that we needed uh, to develop something new and to reinvent ourselves. So we sat down with the team and we were like, okay, no, it's time and the company has changed over the last years. Uh, as Dominique explained, then, you know, his position in the company is also the result of that evolution of the company because we were a much smaller company at some point. And obviously, you know, engineers were talking directly to other departments. But at some point when the company grows, you have to create, you know, bridges that didn't need to exist in between departments before. And Dominic is the perfect example of those bridges inside the company because he's the middle person in between engineering, marketing and sales. And obviously, you know, with all these people around the table, uh, we were like, okay, now we have the ability, we have the knowledge, we need the vision of where we want to go and where we think hi-fi needs to go uh, for the upcoming decades. And obviously, it was quite a an animated discussion, I have to say. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, you, you're doing not the same thing for 30 years, but, you know, you're doing preamps, integrated amplifiers, power amplifiers, and sources for 30-something years. And now you're like, yeah, we have to change that. And then we we think about uh, what we would like to have at home because now we have the ability of doing it exactly the way we want to do it and the way we want it to perform. So actually our creativity was kind of unchained uh, at that point. So there was a lot of animated discussions because it could have, you know, gone in many, many directions and we needed to focus as well uh, on some key points and key features of what would create the North Collection. And I think what was one of the main directions we have taken is obviously less boxes, um, more features, ease of use and uh, I would say adaptability to the level of performance that the listener would like to reach. 
What I mean by that is that the North Collection today, when you look at it, which is six models divided in three levels of performance, the North Collection system can be as simple as two boxes and a pair of speakers. But if someone wants a very extended system, he can have the 791 to four power amps if he wants all the cabling, accessories, whatever he wants, and a very, very super tweaked audiophile system. But someone who would like a super performance-oriented system with the minimal components could have it as well with just two units, a pair of speaker cables, one interconnect and a pair of cable, and a pair of speakers, obviously. So, you know, we are actually offering the whole range of solutions uh, through the North Collection up from the person who wants just ease of use and performance and having fun with music with no questions about, should I do this? Should I do that? Not just enjoying your system. It's beautiful, sounds well, well built, all the features I want. And then the super... Um, Tricked out. Everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. audiophile who wants every detail to be taken care of uh, can also have a solution in the North Collection range. Well, um, maybe one aspect that uh, Etienne forgot that I think is very interesting for uh, the people listening is that you may not realize how tough of a decision it is as a manufacturer to decide to slice... (laughs) The number yeah. of boxes because let's face it a manufacturer will make more money if it sells more boxes a 791 uh, an equivalent in the past would have meant at least one 610 lp phono preamp a 740p preamp and a 780d streaming back and all these three combines used to sell for way way more than what the 1791 sells for. Yeah. Uh, and that's not even taking into account the inflation. So it is a decision that is that we made because we believe this is the future of hi-fi and better start now than wait when it's too late. Because we're thinking clearly that this is where people are heading. Even if they're hardcore audiophile, they do not necessarily wish anymore to have this many number of boxes, although okay. some still do, and that's for sure. And uh, doing in, going into some trade shows, I always get some audiophile also telling me, oh, but you prevent me from choosing my DAG between my preamp. Now you're combining it together, you know? Oh. So there are some commercial drawback in some ways. Yeah. But we, so this is why I'm saying it was a kind of a, our decision as a manufacturer, but we still believe that we would be more successful at making a product that would be so complete and that people desire so much than setting more number of different boxes, but maybe to less people and and also more thinking into future than just right now. So why was six devices the chosen number? Like you could have potentially done um, like a separate DAC in the North Collection, and that could have been box number seven. I, I can imagine those heated debates. Like I can imagine the the kind of back and forth. Um, is it that the technology is just there that 
you feel comfortable that within these seven products, you're covering all of the bases? Well, um, <laughs> yeah, it's an excellent question. And yes, that was a debate because <laughs> even if I believe we select the best six uh, product Combine features, combinations, yeah. Uh, of course, uh, there are questions or debates around this. Um, but why these level is because we cater to this type of audiophiles with different type of budgets. Yeah. And we have the capability to bring the sound level to, you know, these levels as well that we believe are just fully justified uh, for, for the price, but we can't make it for cheaper. Yeah. So it makes kind of a good, better, best proposition with the yeah. 600, 700, and 800 level. Yeah. And all these combinations can provide, uh, we believe, like a complete solution to mm -hmm. any uh, audiophile. Uh, the debate more in the 600 level, and I think it relates to your question uh, with regards to the DAC, is in the 600 level, we, I really wanted to create in the Nord collection an integrated amplifier. Yeah. Because this is a category of um, audio product that we have been so successful over the years that, for example, not to offer an integrated in the Nord collection wouldn't make sense to me. Yeah. And I'm sure that there will be people, you know, just wishing to get a 641, which is the integrated amplifier in the, the Nord collection. So we separated differently the purposes of the product depend uh, in the 600 and the 700 and the 800, but we believe that we made the, the best choices there. But of mm. course, there will always be someone hoping That's that on the outside, have... yeah. 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 But also, if I can add, Dominic, um, th there's the question of having a complete solution, a complete system to offer at each step. So, for mm -hmm. example, if you, we would have done on top of the 791 a separate DAC at the 700 level, yeah. then we do not have a separate preamp to offer. So, Got actually, it. It, it's not one unit that you add, it's actually two. Yeah. And then you quite fairly expand uh, your collection of products. It's not six, it's eight. And then yeah. if you do it at the 700, why don't you Go do it at the, at the eight and, yeah. and, and edit 800? Uh, and then also uh, your vision in terms of the kind of products you develop and your vision of what should be a modern hi-fi system is not clear anymore. Got it. Um, because for us, you know, that two box solution, uh, which I think is really, really something that, you know, will be the future for, for, for hi-fi. Uh, then if you continue to separate the boxes, you know, th th then, you know, what, what's your message? What's, yeah. uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm one foot in in the future and the other one in the past and i'm trying to you know being balanced yeah. <laughs> in between the two and i think you know it's it's not being bold uh in terms of philosophy of product it's just being ourselves we think that uh we need to go in that direction and we are assuming it 
so obviously we cannot have, uh, you know, uh, this can't please everybody and every person who will buy a hi-fi system because some people prefer tube amps, others prefer to have multiple boxes. Yeah. But some will say that our philosophy and the way we develop products and our solutions are clearly the solution for them. Yeah. Uh, in terms of performance, in terms of sound identity, as well as in terms of features and presentation. It's a lot of commitment. It's a lot yeah. of discipline, I would say, to be able to go, it's six products. Yeah. With that, we're going to take a quick musical interlude, a uh, quick little break, and jump back into some more discussions right after. See you in a minute. Welcome back, everyone. Um, uh, I'm here with Etienne and Dominic from Sim Audio. We're talking uh, the North Collection, uh, the new products. Um, to get us going again, the, the product that I most like after seeing them all uh, in person a month or so ago is actually, I'm going to call it the seventh product in the line. It, it's part of the mm -hmm. line. Uh, it's actually the remote. Um, this remote, and I call it magical because the feeling that I get when I pick it up and play around with it, uh, it just has a weight and it has like a, uh, this smooth kind of like just super cool experience. Tell me about this remote, guys. Like, how did this, how did this, how did that come about in this collection? Um, I'm, I'm just going to start and then I'm, I'm going to let Dominic, you know, continue after me. But for us, and I think that was uh, unanimous around the table when we were discussing about the products, uh, the North Collection is all about the experience. And obviously, reinventing yourself, developing such new products, all new technologies in the North Collection, and then um, you work very hard to give your best and the best to the, to the person who's going to play with it. And at the end, you're going to give them a very old fashioned IR remote with it. After five years of development of technologies, design, you know, all that and having an IR remote control, I think it was just not possible for us. Obviously, we have the wonderful Mind app, which is a superb interface. But, you know, I think we were just uh, in the mindset of giving the full experience. And I think also that uh, there's a very, very specific point that I will let Dominic talk about that made us think that, yes, we need that. Yeah, one of the feedback that we have got from customers is how well is the volume uh, on our product. And uh, even you at Soundstage qualified it as possibly the best volume control in the world. And that relates, of course, to the electronics behind, not just the knob itself. But the knob itself is part of this equation about the weight and the, the, the inner rotational inertia that the volume has got. And we got so much positive feedback about this 
And we realized that, hey, actually they use it, what, 1% of the time? Maybe not even because they're using the remote control with, with it, of course, or the app, as uh, Etienne said, because we have the Mind app. But why don't we give these users the opportunity to have this nice feeling every time they actually play with the volume? And this is uh, in part why uh, the, the main reason why we've created such a remote. And as Etienne said, we wanted to reinvent ourselves. Um, part of the philosophy never changed. We want to have the best sound to start with. This, this part never changed, but we wanted to reinvent how do we reach this and how about the experience and the remote control is part of the experience. And actually it may seem uh, almost trivial, a remote control, but in the case of this remote control, it's actually quite a challenge. Because as you said, Jordan, it's not just an e-remote with a volume knob on it. I mean, the way it's designed, the way it's balanced, the weight, the way it feels in your hand, uh, the way it feels when you turn it. Yeah. All this has been engineered, or I would say even over-engineered, uh, to make sure that it gives you the perfect experience that we wanted to give to the users. So, uh, and we've been working quite a long time on this uh, to achieve uh, to achieve that with the, the the screen and everything. So, I think we've moved forward by shrinking the number of boxes to make an ultimate system and give the best experience. But it wouldn't have been complete without this uh, remote control to be part of the experience. So this is how it, it, it came. Yeah, it's the perfect extension in your hand, actually. It's, you extend the experience right in your hand. Exactly. And I think what's so fascinating, I, I've had the, the very amazing privilege of seeing so many different high-end systems, but you kind of, you mentioned it, where it's a lot of high-end systems are gorgeous. They're amazing. Um, really interesting designs and all this stuff good quality uh and then you have like the ir technology which in and of itself isn't bad but it doesn't kind of give that elevated experience in the same way as as um as something like this north remote um now to confirm it's using bluetooth and wi-fi or or just bluetooth what what's the actual technical stuff just Bluetooth. It's Bluetooth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the, the way the antenna is designed and everything, it can reach, uh, you know, in line of sight, it can reach over 100 feet. It can easily meet 150 feet, actually, when there's nothing in between. Of course, if you have walls or other thing in between, then we cannot specify because it depends on the nature of the walls in between you and your device. Yeah. But for example, uh, I have a, I would say, average size house for a Canadian. And there's no place in the home I can reach uh, with the remote in my hand that I lose connection with it. Oh, that's awesome. Mm. So what I do is I bring it over the counter. I like to cook as well. So when I go in the kitchen, uh, because it's a... Open concept type thing? Kind of, yeah. But there's still a wall in some of the places where I am uh, cooking. So I don't see the system, but I have the BRM warming remote on the counter while I'm, you know, cooking. Yeah. And then I can, you know, change the volume by rotating the knob if it's or change, skip tracks or do whatever I want. And I don't have to be in line of sight or anything, you know. So this is uh, this is very uh, enjoyable. And um, this is also one other reflection we had while we were thinking about the Nord collection is that I believe uh, a decade ago, most audiophiles had their sound system maybe in the basement or in a dedicated sound room. 
Many yeah. still do. I still do. But in reality, we listen even more to the sound system that happens to be in the living room because we live there. But we listen yeah. to music all the time. But while we cook, while we eat, while we, you know. So we wanted to have this conviviality added to the hi-fi system rather than just being a system that you need to be there to listen to. Include it in the entire home experience. Exactly. Now, you said something interesting there, and I'm going to bring this back to, to something we were talking about when we were at Sim Audio. You said you cooked with the remote. When we're at Sim Audio, you were talking about how the remote itself is actually, uh, there's some level of water resistance. And uh, and the yeah. example that you gave was if you like spilt a wine on it or something like that, exactly, um, it, it would be okay. Um, is part of the reason why it's wa- uh, weather resistant or water resistant because you cook with it? Is that one of your <laughs> own? <laughs> or I drink wine. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, you don't want uh, such a remote to be dead if you just drop your wine on it. Uh, exactly. That's uh, the running joke. You can spill your wine on it and it's still going to be working after a while. Yeah. Or so, while you're uh, cooking, you don't have to worry about uh, drying your hands each time to adjust the, the track or the volume. Right, right, right. <laughs> but you know what? We're Simodio's first customers. Uh, you know, obviously, we, we are in love with what we develop. But, uh, you know, we always keep in mind that, uh, you know, we're going to be the users as well. So, you know, uh, what, what Dominique explained as an experience, you know, obviously, we take that, uh, you know, as learning curves and uh, uh, experiences that we actually put uh, in the development of our units. And we also play a lot with our units at home, prototypes and all that with our families, because, you know, us, we, we are audiophiles. We, as you mentioned, Jordan, you have played with many, many, many systems. And this is the case for us too. And so we have some kind of a, how could I say, uh, not normal behavior in front of those systems because we're trained. So a normal person wouldn't uh, play with it the way we play with it. And uh, so this is why we actually uh, take a lot of units at home and let our family play with it just to try features in the app, features in the units, the remote controls. You know, sometimes it's um, as simple as the weight of the remote, the weight distribution uh, in the remote. Uh, You know, because you're an audiophile, you'll be super careful with it. And then you're going to turn the volume, you know, very precisely and all that. You know, if you've got a teenager at home, (laughs) I can tell you that they won't play with it that way. And uh, there's a big chance that the remote will fall from the couch. They're going to turn it, you know, like right to the top. So it's it's a laughing experience. And uh, we're designing for people and uh, we're not designing only for people. audiophiles we're, we're designing for life as well an oh, example awesome. of that if i can chime in Etienne, is um uh in the collection before we had the volume control that was controlling 2.1 db steps which was what i call now a fanatical approach in the sense that we could do it so we did it and it was so fine 0.1 db steps that you could barely hear the difference so 
progressive and analog it was. Yeah. And so we could have done it again in the M Vol tree that we now have in the Nord collection, but we purposely decided to do 0.5 dB steps to go to a more user-friendly approach because when you have so fine uh, steps, like 0.1 dB steps, you have to turn the volume like longer. to Extra amount. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And especially with the BRM1, you may not want to turn that many times uh, the, the, the round button to reach the desired level. So we went back to 0.5 dB steps rather than 0.1. And it's all because of customer behavior, user behavior, rather than just the fanatical approach. So for the usability of the product, we are aiming at being, you know, the very best at mm. this as well. And so that it's very easy, simple to use and convenient. Mm. Even if we are not making any compromise on the sound department, we are going to make, you know, the unit behaves mm. in, the, in, 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 in the best way for the usability. And there's many, many little details like this about in, included in the North collection. You know, we, we have a sensor in the faceplate that actually adapt the brightness of the screens to the light in the room. Oh, no way. We have changed the feet on the units, not only to avoid them scratching the furnitures, but also we included some kind of suspension that absorbs vibration. So, you know, we solved two problems at once with that solution. Uh, so, you know, the North Collection is, I think, uh, all about that. Performance, obviously, our strive for quality, design and all that. But all those little features that will make the difference at the end and make your experience with the Moon product special. That was very well said. So. Doug, literally, since I think we filmed a video maybe two months ago, maybe a little bit longer, of us going down to Montreal and and picking up, um, we did an entire inboxing uh, video about how the product that Doug ended up uh, reviewing, which recently went online, was kind of manufactured and all that. He hasn't stopped talking about it since then. So he is absolutely in love with it. And I'm talking about Doug Schneider, founder of Soundstage. So from publications auto reviewers, it seems to be an amazing product. Have you started having customer feedback? Uh, and what is that kind of customer feedback? What has that reception been like? Um, actually, it's been very, very good. And, uh, you know, it's quite something when the whole team, the whole company works for f- five years developing such a collection of products. And then you bring them to the world, you know, to the light. Yeah. So you are, I have to say, quite anxious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, and the it's your bit... child. You just birthed your child and you're basically it, saying. It, it, exactly. Yeah. Obviously, we, we, we were super confident because, you know, we know the quality of our engineering and technologies and building quality and all that. But at the end, uh, you hope that all the energy, all the passion, everything you've put in that project, um, every little detail of it will be caught by the people that will listen to it and experience it. So, you know, we had first presentation to partners, so 
distributors, retailers. And the feedback was unanimous about, guys, you've just reinvented yourself. Uh, you were doing great for 40 years and you've just done something greater. Uh, it's the same sound philosophy. We can tell it's a moon in terms of design. It looks like a moon, but totally renewed. And at the same time, you've added so much to it that it's just fantastic. So then we were like, okay, that that's pretty good for a first shot. Uh, yeah. let, now let's go public. So we went to Munich and in Munich, you know, um, how... We, we we had the perception that the, the German customers and uh, you know listeners were quite picky in terms of building quality and performance of sound, and all the feedback were just amazing as well. We had people sitting down the room for two hours straight, not leaving the room, uh, and all the feedback we got with. All the events we were hosting with our distributors, retailers uh, over the past few months uh, were just incredible. And you know, it's very heartwarming uh, to 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 have that that feeling that you've just delivered that something that everybody was waiting for. And uh, Etienne, if you allow, um, while we were in Munich, one thing that I had uh, not really experienced before. I won't name brands, but we have had several competitors coming into our room, looking at the product, sitting and listen, and almost cheering up uh, for us uh, at the end before leaving the room, uh, saying to us, hey guys, congratulations, what you've achieved is amazing. And they went back to their their own uh, presentations. And um, th that was, uh, you know, because... Typically, you don't live the, these kind of things very often, uh, but it happened this year at the Munich presentation. So I was uh, really, really proud because they have no interest whatsoever in saying this to you. It's really just because they were really impressed so much so that take the yeah. time to to congratulate uh, us, although we're competitors. So that that that's a uh, that's a big thing to me. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so you've both kind of spoken about how this is uh, kind of the next step in what you believe Hi-Fi is becoming. So mm -hmm. less boxes, uh, more functionality in, in single things. Um, it, is that going to change how the North Collection gets marketed versus uh, previous products? And and I'll, I'll give you my kind of thought here. Uh, Etienne, you were on the podcast previously. Uh, there was a conversation um with Dennis about uh the Baumgartner restoration, for yeah. instance. <laughs> so like are are we gonna see like a, a 761 in Baumgartner restoration in his shop <laughs> as he's doing that? Like is there is this opening up um a completely new market or is it expanding an existing market or or is that gonna change how you actually market this because it's a different uh approach? Um I think it's a bit all of that. Um, the first thing is, as you probably noticed, we have given a name to that collection, which is North. Yeah. Um, North was, uh, was actually chosen because it's, uh, translating the identity of that collection. And first of all, it's given 
you know, a sense of our identity as a company. We are a Canadian company. We are coming from a, a country in the north. And, um, you know, we wanted to translate that, the fact that uh, we're doing things our way. Um, and also, the um, when, when you're looking for uh, directions, uh, you're looking for the north on a compass. And uh, this is also something that we found that was very strong um, as a message showing that okay, we have just decided to go uh, to another way from what we've done for years. And at the same time, we want to show to the rest of the industry where we think the hi-fi should go in terms of technology, but also in terms of product configurations. Also, um, the North, uh, you know, when you find, uh, you know, uh, we 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 had create we have created uh, some kind of a mojo for the North Collection, which is uh, explore uh, new frontiers, and this relates also to the Canadian heritage of history, when explorers were uh, you know finding new way in the North to reach new lands and explore new countries. And uh, I think this is what we're doing with the North Collection. So actually, the North name relates to the whole idea behind the collection. And in terms of marketing, obviously, we have put a lot of emphasis on social media as well, on videos like you did multiple with us. And uh, obviously, we want to expand uh, partnerships. So we have... Uh, multiple projects ongoing in terms of, you know, Baumgartner was a very good example of that. We've discussed that with, yeah. with Dennis uh, over, over a long discussion. Uh, but I think this is something that it's very, very important, actually. Um, talking about the experience and less about the product itself. And what, you know, Julian did in his video is actually about that because He's taking hard pieces that are very degraded and, you know, he's restoring them. So there's a link with us because our goal is actually taking music and not degrading that music through our system, actually make it sound like it should be. Like, you know, the artist intended that it should sound and has the listener should experience it. And this actually is the essence of what we do. And this is why we, we, we try to find more partnership with artists like we did with Dominique Fissemé, like we did with Emir Roussel, like we did with others, um, because, uh, you know, it's fundamental to what we do. So where do you go from here? So from like a technical perspective, um, this collection is is outstanding. Is there more technical things that you're thinking about and you're you're kind of uh, potentially looking to explore in the future, uh, the near future? Or is this kind of taking it and in, in kind of finessing it for the period? Or you may not want to talk about that. Uh, but I'm just curious if there is anything that kind of 
this collection has now sparked another interest in another area for you folks. Whoa, well, <laughs> <laughs> well, for sure, the, we don't stop. It's not because we've just released these products, although the 800 series is not fully released yet. It's going to be soon in early 2024. Um, but of course, we will not stop uh, developing new things. Uh, that's for sure. But we are more working on long-term um type of projects because uh, I've realized over time that you achieve much greater uh, product release if you take longer time to mature the idea and and, and make it you know perfect and so we won't stop uh, developing new products that's for sure but it will be quite a while until we release something new I think the Nord collection is the new thing the new collection for for quite a while yeah, but at, at the same time, if I can add, Dominic, um, you know, it's our thing trying to invent and to perform better all the time. So, you know, over those 43 years of existence, C-Module uh, has pushed the limit to performance multiple times. And, you know, the North Collection if we would have talked about it 15 years ago, we will, uh, we would have been like, man, that's going to be difficult. You know, the technologies and, you know, er put everything in one box. That's going to be a hell of a challenge. It, it, it was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and f f 15 years ago, it was almost impossible. And when we started five years ago to imagine those products, we were still like, Okay, to, to reach the level of performance we want, that's going to be a hell of a challenge. But we did it because we master all those technologies that we have learned so much about in 43 years of history. And now we are able to do it at that level of performance. But obviously, for us, it's never enough. Yeah, and I, if I can add uh, to this, Etienne, because of course I fully share everything that uh, you think and, and say about it, but we're, I can add, we're not the type of people that say that's good enough. I mean, yeah. we've been pushing the envelope all these years and we will still do because this, this is what it's in uh, our heart. This is what we want to do. Uh, I know several, well, I won't name any brands, of course, but I do know that sometimes they reach a level where for them, it's good enough and they're going to add features, you know, but they say their sound is good enough. This is, they don't necessarily push the envelope further. Uh, so, but us, uh, I've been working for Simodio now for 24 years and every year we came up with newer, better things and we'll continue it this way. And sometimes we made much bigger uh, move forward like we did uh, in the Nord collection, but we never stopped always thinking, how can we make it sound better? How can we make it even better? Because we be, it's still the number one criteria at Moon. Even if now in the Nord collection, we have product that looks more um, easy to use, uh, but it's still the main focus was not to be easy to use, but rather the sound quality. So I think it's a very important aspect that we've been pushing the envelope and it's part of the philosophy because there could be other way of doing this we could have just added you know screen to modernize the product we were doing before 
right? Yeah. And it would have been looking and would have sell, would have had success with it. But this is not us. We want to move and improve uh, all the time. Taking it the next step. Exactly. Yeah. So with that, just before you guys leave us, if you had to pick a song or a collection of songs, an LP, whatever it may be, that is the soundtrack to your life that you listen to purely out of enjoyment. It's nothing to do with work listening or, or testing speakers or any of that stuff. What would that soundtrack or, or individual track LP, what would that be right now? Ouch. Hmm. Uh, that, that's really hard to answer because <laughs> we listen to a lot of music and we like, I, I have pretty eclectic uh, tastes and I, I listen to a lot of music. So it's very hard to, to pick, but um well, I can tell you, Dominic, when, when we were there, whatever it was, a couple months ago, you got me onto an artist, and I, I had to look up her name, uh, Charlotte Cardin. Yes. Incredible. Yeah, she's, uh, she's from Montreal. She's mm -hmm. a pop artist, but uh, our songs are truly enjoyable, fun, and easy to, to listen to. Yeah. So uh, And well-recorded, which, which doesn't happen very often, actually, in the pop music nowadays especially with a low budget like this, but uh, it's a very <laughs> nice record. That's for sure. Yeah. Great stuff. But it, would that be the soundtrack for your life? I wouldn't say it's the soundtrack of my life, uh, but it's certainly something that I enjoy quite a lot. Um, maybe something more significant may, could be maybe uh, Stevie Wonder that I've discovered very late, actually, because mm. uh, younger, I wasn't uh, liking him uh, at all. But uh, later on, I rediscovered the various albums from him, and uh, I really enjoy his music. Etienne? Ah, it's, it's quite difficult. Um, so I'll, I'll say two very different things. Um, I, I have a, a friend of mine made me discover very recently an artist called um, Corey Wong, okay. uh, which, which is a an amazing guitarist and it's very technical music but super funky at the same time and I love it very much and it's just amazing Curry Wong and at the same time there's an album which is totally different and uh, that I'm still coming I'm always coming back to it and uh, it, it's not audiophile but this is an album that I'm listening for 30 years now. And um, it's the um, the shape of punk to come from Refused. And um, this is very interesting because obviously the name refers to that jazz album, which is the shape of jazz to come. And they have referred to that jazz album because they wanted to do something very different and something quite unique, which actually uh, they achieved. And this album um, is quite amazing in its form, in its music, and have influenced many, many, many people. And uh, I'm always coming back to it because it's so different, so unique, and I love it very, very much. And if I can uh, mention something French, because I'm French, yeah. <laughs> but she she's not a hundred percent French. But uh, I, I will sh I will uh, say Charlotte Gainsbourg 
<laughs> she made multiple uh, amazing albums. Uh, she made one with her father, Serge Gainsbourg, which I love very much. And if you never had the chance to listen to Melody Nelson or L'Homme à la Tête de Chou, it's, it's just amazing concept albums. They, they are just incredible. And she made an album with uh, the duo Air, Uh, which is very famous as well, which is amazing. Then she made an album with Beck, which is called IRM. And uh, the producer is uh, Nigel Godrich, who worked with Radiohead for, you know, I think all of their albums. <laughs> very cool. And, uh, and this album, IRM, uh, is really, really incredible, very well recorded. And In this specific album, she makes a cover of a Quebec song, uh, which is Le Chat du Café des Artistes, uh, from, um, what's Jean his Pierre name? Ferland. Jean-Pierre Ferland. And uh, this song has such an incredible vibe. And, 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 I'm, I'm going to finish on that because obviously we are all music lovers and I could talk <laughs> you know, for hours about music. But if you guys has the chance to listen to the original album from Jean-Pierre Ferland, which is Jaune, that's a, a monument of Canadian music and that uh, movement, art movement that was uh, in Montreal in the 70s. It's just an, an amazing piece of music. Oh, that's, I, I'm really excited because you guys just essentially filled up my playlist uh, for the next few <laughs> weeks. We're, we're going to be traveling, so I'm <laughs> going to be looking into all of these and this is going to be uh, passing the time on the flight. Awesome. Cool. cool. Thank you so much, uh, both of you. Uh, We greatly appreciate you coming on, uh, having some time to talk. I think there's still so much left on the table. We'd love to have you back. I, I think there could be a million other things to talk about. Um, but for now, we really appreciate you coming on. And uh, if you guys have not checked out the North Collection, uh, you'll be very excited to, especially that remote. I love that remote. <laughs> <laughs> Th thank you, Jordan. Thank you, Jordan. All the best. <laughs>